Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast, an NFL draft cut of the pod on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. I'm Billy Embody. With me, Shay Dixon, both of us from Go247.com, to break down the news that came on NFL draft night, the first night, Thursday night, the number one overall pick. In the 2020 NFL Draft, it seems like we've been waiting for this since he accepted the Heisman Trophy in New York City in December. Joe Burrow goes to the Cincinnati Bengals to play in his home state of Ohio. His parents uh, with him in in Athens, taking it all in virtually, of course. But, uh, Shay, this has been a long time coming. The Bengals got plenty of offers for this pick, including the Miami Dolphins trying to move up multiple times to trade for the number one pick, but the Bengals get their franchise quarterback um, for what I think will be the better part of a decade here at the very least uh, in Joe Burrow. Yeah. I mean, you look at what the gosh, I bet Billy that when the Bengals started sucking enough last year to where they had only uh, for a stretch had won no games. And then it only won about two, two games, three games. And then it became evident that the dolphins and Redskins, your Redskins, had outpaced them a little bit. Uh, I think that's when they simultaneously looked up, saw they had Andy Dalton, looked around what was happening in college football. At about that time, Burrow was really kind of just running away with everything as the Heisman favorite, had beaten Alabama. Uh, all of that had become sort of in the rear view. Uh, I would think that late October, November, they knew that's the pick they wanted to make. And he goes back to Ohio, as you said, the hometown kid. And um, Billy, let's start here. And, and we're not keeping everybody uh, here on the pod forever. We'll, we'll get to our quick reactions and, and let everybody uh, kind of soak it in and go from there. But I will say that for the Bengals, like for a number one pick where you have no energy in a fan base and you really don't have a ton of good players, getting a guy who was like the best player you know, statistically the best single season ever for a college quarterback is great. It's phenomenal. It's all that. But having that person also be someone from your state in a state like Ohio and have been so much of kind of what's the word, Billy, like a figurehead, but just in the spotlight of every time the Heisman, maybe most notably, but he made it about Athens, the Plains, uh, you know, Ohio, the state of Ohio, the people there. Uh, so for the Bengals to get that part of it tossed in uh, with, you know, a guy who did play at Ohio State for a stretch and then became uh, obviously the talent that he is, it couldn't have worked out better. And, and I think that's why we saw them make that decision a long time ago. And that's why there was beyond kind of, you know, the here and there stuff. And uh, Schefter saying, as you noted, Billy, that uh, the Dolphins, there were teams out there that we're trying to move up and get the pick, but boy, since he, and you've been around the NFL long enough, Billy, you know, no way they were ever going to do anything with this pick, but secure Burrow and sort of everything that came with him. Yeah, because if you know one thing about the NFL, even if they got 
what, four first-round picks in the future or three and a couple second-rounders to slide down number five and take another quarterback? If Burrow goes on to to have a decade-plus of success in the NFL, a few Pro Bowls, maybe a Super Bowl, and he does it elsewhere, how dumb do you look? I mean, you can't replace getting a cornerstone franchise quarterback, and if that's what you think Joe Burrow is, which a lot of people do, then you've got to take him, and so it just totally made sense for them. Uh, I think it's a great fit. I think when you got somebody like A.J. Green, who's been around a while, uh, Joe Mixon's a promising young running back. They've got some pieces here for at least Burrow, and we've talked about this a little bit kind of off off the pod, to have success as, as a uh, rookie quarterback. He's probably going to be the starter week one for the Bengals um, when they take the field, and it makes sense. He's somebody that's a coach's son. He works really, really hard. I mean, we we heard the stories from when he entered LSU and beat the beat the rest of the quarterbacks running the one tens and you know went to work right away. And yeah, the success that he had as a senior didn't come right away, but it rarely does uh, when you're entering the first year as a starting quarterback anywhere. So I think he's going to have success early on in this uh, with this franchise, and he's going to be somebody that is going to make Pro Bowls for years to come. But what's next for the Bengals? is putting together a team around him that can help him be successful for the years to come. And uh, for for the Bengals, I think that's addressing the offensive line. I think that's potentially going and finding another wide receiver for him and, and just trying to put together a, a team around him that can help him do some of the things that we saw him do at LSU. Yeah, I mean, see, that's one big thing. The O-line has got to get better, and you've got to – Find a way to protect him and put him in some sort of spot to win because Dalton wasn't there, um, you know, and Dalton is obviously I don't think is the talent that Joe Burrow was coming out uh, of TCU. But um, in recent years, I mean, yeah, they've got Mixon, but they had that odd run of Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill and them and drafting guys relatively high that then they just kind of then they turn around and take Mixon, you know, and, and then great. What can we trust from A.J. Green? We'll see. Is A.J. Green one of the freakiest receivers of the past 20 years? Absolutely. He has been an absolute baller since he was in 10th grade or whatever, and everybody figured out who A.J. Green was. The reality is he didn't play football in like two years. And how healthy is he going to be? I like Tyler Boyd. I mean, Tyler Boyd the past couple of years was really the only thing uh, that the Bengals had going for him in the passing game, uh, given John Ross was, what, in and out of the lineup. C.J. Ozoma has had one good year maybe a couple of years ago, and even then it would be kind of an average year for a tight end. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, the O-line is, is probably what really they need to start with. And uh, we're cutting this podcast. We've just seen Burrow get taken uh, number one and, and immediately hopped on it. So we'll see where the Bengals go throughout the weekend, right, of, of what they can do with this draft class. But, yes, O-line, a big thing I think that they'll have to figure out. And, again, and, and we said this in the morning buzz, Burrow can have some success this year. Hell, look at Kyler Murray. They won like three games or four games, and he was all offensive rookie of the year. And it wasn't like he was an absolute, you know, balling out of control. He played really well for a rookie, and it was evident that he was worth the number one pick, and they gave it to him uh, as the offensive rookie of the year, though maybe Josh Jacobs should have won it. Point being, even if they can win some game, a handful of games, I think people will have a chance to see that at least the promise is there with Burrow. And then much like the Cardinals this year, everybody's like, all right, get 
Kyler Murray, a left tackle, get him another receiver, much exactly like you just said, Billy, get him another weapon there, get him an O-lineman or two that can help, and you feel good about it. So who knows how good the Bengals will be next year? Probably not that great, but uh, I think that if he can show some signs of life, much like Kyler Murray did, it'll energize people enough to where um, kind of the fan base will be clamoring, look, continue to spend money to put pieces around him. Um, Hey, look, before uh, we get too deep into things and and even wrapping things up, I did want to ask you this, and you can pick anybody ever. When you talk about Burrow translating to the next level, is there a quarterback, and you can throw out the Tom Brady's of the world. I'm not asking how good they're going to match what they did for a career, but who does he remind you of? Like, what, what kind of quarterback are the Bengals getting in Burrow when he's at his best? I, I think he's he doesn't really remind me of Tom Brady, uh, just because Brady's very much a kind of a statue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, guess, I just meant you can name anybody. It doesn't matter how good they no, are. Yeah. You can name them. Yeah, and, and but Brady's a name that's been brought up around Burrow a lot ahead of the draft. And I, I didn't see it as much. I see Aaron Rodgers. Um, I see a little bit of Ben Roethlisberger, so probably a mix between those two guys. Probably the the frame and the quickness of of Aaron Rodgers, and then uh, the uh, mobility and ability to manipulate the pocket like uh, Ben Roethlisberger, and and kind of that that longer uh, release that that Roethlisberger has. I mean, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, it's no no slight to not say he's uh, got some Tom Brady in him, but I just think the way he extends plays is very. Roethlisberger, very Aaron Rodgers-like. They can throw the ball down the field uh, in a similar fashion. And um, in the same respect, Rodgers has that kind of flick of the wrist that you can that we've seen from Burrow when he gets outside of the pocket, kind of dumps it off, lets some of his playmakers make plays back when he really had some talent around him at receiver. So uh, I think Burrow's going to have to do a lot of what Rodgers does, extends plays uh, in his rookie year. And so I think those two guys are the ones that, that stand out to me. What about you, Shay? You know, a lot of people toss around Tony Romo. I think Romo, he does remind me of what he's able to do um, in terms of kind of escapability or at least keeping things alive. But Romo was pegged being so unclutch um, often, at least in big time situations in the playoffs for the Cowboys, which they're under the biggest microscope. I get it. But I think for a lot of reasons, and I'm not saying he's this good of a a player, even though he did just have the best college season ever, he reminds me a little bit of Joe Montana in terms of, I think if you put him on a good team, he's a good, like he doesn't have a Dan Marino arm where, you know, he's got this no hitch, unbelievable release, but more like a Montana to where if he's in the pocket, if he's off platform, if he's running, uh, you know, outside the pocket and creating something that way, it reminds me in a sense of that's kind of how Montana played and he was clutch. I mean, if you put good players around a quarterback like that, it was almost, I mean, it was almost impossible to beat him. and fourth quarter comebacks or Super Bowls or whatever it was. I feel like that's kind of how Burrow is. And I hate that he's going to the Bengals because they suck. And I don't, not saying that one guy can't resurrect it, but it ain't high school and it ain't college. You know I mean? These guys, you can have a, Hall of Famer at quarterback, and if you don't have good guys around you uh, and your team's not very good, you're not going to win very much And just because everybody's so good. So maybe a little Montana. I haven't ever really heard that thrown around with him, but for me it just it kind of reminds me that. And then all of the craziness of the, you know, spinning out of everything and throwing it a million yards down the field to Terrace Marshall, that's all got like some Archie Manning in him. So 
a little bit of both maybe um it's just kind of my two cents I, i'm with you though i'm not like on the whole brady train you uh you you went real throwbacks and i went real uh kind of modern nfl on on that one so i i mean you're not you're not that much older than me but you kind of showed your age there Oh, well, no, okay. I guess I've uh, probably just watched a lot of NFL films over the years. It's probably what it is. When you stay up too late, nothing else is on TV. But, uh, yeah, that, that'll that be my pick. And, hell, there, while I'm at it, I'll just name Miles Brennan Dan Marino because he actually does have that quick release. So, look, LSU's got nothing but legends, Billy. That's just how I'm rolling today. Uh, well, uh, we'll find out if Miles Brennan can uh, bring home a championship uh, where Dan Marino couldn't in his career. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I was going to say that the quarantine really hitting hard for you uh, watching all those old NFL games, but I guess you've just studied up on them. So um, we, we've got some time now. We're going to see how the NFL draft plays out over the course of the rest of the first round. But I'm sure some people will be listening to this after that is all wrapped up. But we're going to get back to watching the NFL draft now as uh, Joe Burrow goes number one, as expected, over to Cincinnati, where he will play in his home state of Ohio the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, that will do it for this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Quick reminder, take 50% off of an annual subscription to Go 24-7 all the way through the NFL draft. So we encourage you guys to check that out. We're still churning out plenty of recruiting content. LSU got a commitment from four-star wide receiver JoJo Earl right before the NFL draft. We've got a ton of coverage up of that. So check all that out on the site. And stick with us for more coverage of the 2020 NFL Draft. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.